Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Culture Gaming. My name is Jules Gill, and I'm joined by the only man who I would let on my cardboard box, Scott Tailford. Scott, how are you today? I'm pretty good, but we're on YouTube, so it's got to be Piddle? We? Oh, because of this whole clampdown on the swearing. Yeah, don't, uh, you can't say that. Well, you know what? I've said it out there. You're whittling jewels. Gosh darn it, I'm such a bad boy. <laughs> Dagnabbit. But we are together to talk to you today yes. about Hideo Kojima and his future potential games. So that can mean only one thing. It is time to hit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are back in the room. It's bad for your spine, that, isn't it? It is a bit. I probably should sit up as well. Oh, no, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, compressed desk and all that. But anyway, we are talking about Hideo Kojima, who obviously has captured the world with his weirdness (laughs) because obviously Death Stranding has released for some reviewers and it's releasing to the public very, very soon. Don't don't get into it now. We don't, it's not a hideous Kojima. Carry on. But still, Death Stranding is on everyone's minds and lips because of basically just how odd it's meant to be. We've seen some reviewers describe this game as Euro Truck Simulator meeting Factorium. (laughs) So I'm not entirely sure what this game is. Otter Hats. Conan O'Brien doing that doing that that's going to get banned from YouTube doing that on the river (laughs) it's a little black square (laughs) but everyone's basically saying what is this game and Hideo's just going like "Mm -hmm." it just is it just is a game but the question is what is he going to do next because unfortunately people are never satiated they'll just play this and they'll just go like what's the next thing you're working on you 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 lazy bugger (laughs) (laughs) you need to stay on the good side of the YouTube swear words you can't call him what you really want to call him you've got to call him well, bugger's good. Yeah, bugger's fine. Bugger's fine. But this Messy is the thing. Man. So, th- what what happens now? What's going to happen next? Well, so um, Kojima did a whole has been doing a whole bunch of PR, a whole bunch of different interviews and whatever. He did a big old talk at the uh, at this BAFTA thing down in London. He also did a chat with a company called Rocket Beans Gaming. Great name for a, mm-hmm. uh, for a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically said that he wants to return to horror going forward, um, which is a lovely idea, obviously considering the history of PT and Silent Hills. Um, but I'll read you some quotes. Okay. Um, so yeah, do. they were talking about horror with this Rocket Beans Gaming, and uh, he said that he wants to do a horror game one day. He has some new ideas that he thinks are pretty out there um, but he doesn't know when um, and he says you'll have to think about it but then he, he continued talking about stuff um, give it a minute. so I'm just popped when he, just said, out there. when he has to qualify that they are out there I just we're not ready we're barely ready for what we have now with Death Stranding how many people know that Death Stranding has grenades made of pee so or blood as well and uh, you've, you've got to eat, eat the bugs 
You use little bugs to make your blood level go up, and then you got it. You get the blood ammo. And listen to the thing, and he thinks that the ideas oh. that he's got for his horror game are out there. <laughs> but obviously, he's been working with um, oh. Guillermo del Toro, yes, and, like who is a horror master. Like mm-hmm. the way that he designs his creatures and monsters and mixes sort of what you'd consider to be uh, children's fairy tale lore and uh, like grim fairy tale mm. sort of things with a current sort of edge to them. Mm-hmm. I find that he's one of the most imaginative horror directors. Oh, Guillermo's one of my favorite like, authors. I know he's not for everyone. I know a lot of people. Mm. Are just kind of like put more fangs and spikes on it <laughs> they belong in the Resident Evil crowd but yes. the thing is is that Gilmer has like a fantasy style about it that I find sits with me longer mm-hmm. than something just going boo I'm yeah, out yeah, there yeah. Pale Man's like an iconic villain if you want to know why for me why Gilmer's one of my favourite authors mm-hmm. just go watch Pan's Labyrinth like oh, it's a so film. so good um, so in terms of, um, I, look, I look through my hands. Yeah, That's not even what he does. <laughs> but uh, not to worry. So when he was talking about horror stuff, he said when it comes to horror as a genre, he made a, a particular distinction between horror in movies and horror in, horror in games. Um, he just said that, you know, when you're watching a movie, you can close your eyes, you can make the fearful thing go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said games are different than movies, interestingly. Uh, if you close your eyes in a movie, you can make the thing go away. And the movie continues, but in games, it's interactive and you have to move forward yourself. I think it's a very common thing for um, horror video games to scare a lot of people, especially when mm. it's um, first person, because because it's the immediacy of it and you're not actually you are the avatar you, yeah. it is your projected self and therefore as he said before horror films kind of like a roller coaster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. safe experience but you're with other people doing this when you're playing video games it's sometimes more of an isolated experience mm. and you have direct impact and you've basically like it's little things like uh, the controller vibrating when you get yeah. hit it's the physical sensation and the immediacy of horror it's, thing, honestly I love horror in video games same. and how the creation of fear I just mm, mm, the give, creation give, 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 of give, fear give it to me give it to me My my whole thing with um, with that's the thing in horror, like excuse me, in film, is that like after a while you start to telegraph when certain jump scares are coming, certain camera angles are incredibly popular, like certain mm. setups. Like after a while, you, you most most horror, like unless it's something more unique, like a quiet place or midsummer or whatever, you know what's coming. And for yeah. me, that makes the genre quite boring in film. But like you said, in in gaming, you know, it's you that has to open the creaky door. It's yeah. you that has to fight the thing in the shadow. Like for me, horror works immensely better in in game form. I definitely think that um, like horror creation is a fascinating subject because if you look at games like Silent Hill, mm. and obviously we can link this back to PT, mm-hmm. it's the design of the enemies. It's yeah. the what they represent afterwards. It's like the horrible sort of psychological manifestations of these creatures mm. that get over in video games more than they do in film mm. because film, obviously, you're so focused on set up the scene, set up the scare, mm-hmm. and then you'll reveal the enemy and sometimes, in, as in a lot of cases in uh, movies, you'll reveal too much about it yeah. and it won't be as like terrifying. Mm-hmm. But in video games it's like they have that that they can move them in certain ways yeah. you can present them in ways that films just can't mm-hmm. and obviously because you're buying into the shared experience of a uh, video game where you're playing as an animated character and they're being by- attacked by an animated threat mm-hmm. it feels believable because it's within the rules of that well, game that's, that's what but if you've say. got if you've got a human mm-hmm. up against a CGI enemy that doesn't have any weight and bounce off of it yep. it doesn't feel like it's that's as, as... the thing like why I think it's it's almost like it's not like it's subtle but it's it's weird it's like an intrinsic quality of it just being horror in games is that everything is believable because it's mm. all it's all rendered the same way yeah. like you don't you're not pulled out of it by being like well that looks a bit naff mm. or whatever mm. um, you know like for the most part like you know you're always if, you're, if some creature bursts out of a wall or whatever it just makes more sense I can't think of an exact way to put it but I think that you know giant creatures or jump scares or monstrosities or whatever can just look more natural in a video game context than they can in movies I think as well in, in the one of the main differences between games and movies is that games have more time mm-hmm. like games have like with movies you have an hour and a half to three hours mm-hmm. runtime maximum mm-hmm. to get uh, audience investment 
games can stretch themselves out to like 40 hours, 50 yeah. hours. Like horror games can go like around the sort of like 20 to 30 hour mark. Mm-hmm. And so what they're allowed to do is set up that sense of dread. Mm-hmm. It allows something to not happen for a long time. And that's what's the most important thing about yeah. horror. It's basically not about the payoff itself, but the lead up to it. And it turns it from being a jump scare, mm-hmm. which isn't fear, to no. something that is dread, something that you fear yeah. will happen. I remember thinking that about the Amnesia games. Uh, Machine for Pigs, I think, falls apart if you ever actually wait around and see what's chasing you. Yes, but exactly. Yeah. That game, in terms of like you said, dread and atmosphere, and just this like just immaculate build towards mm. what you like, you know, the, what goes bump in the night kind of thing. And the beginning of that game always stands out to me as the time I was genuinely terrified, like not knowing what's going to be there. Then I turned around and saw a half-broken little man pig. But for the most part, it was really good until then. It's why I love um, the Resident <laughs> Evil games, the original right. ones, because of the fixed camera angles, which do obviously convey a very movie aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that you're moving through them yourself, you're controlling them, and they can construct all of the tight angles to keep things off screen mm-hmm. so you can hear them you can you know that something's coming for you mm-hmm. like the first time you run into the first zombie in Resident Evil 1 yeah. and you literally just round the corner and there it is you're there, and you're there stuck like oh god it's right in front of me <laughs> I can't do anything about it I think uh, in regards to Kojima and horror as well like where did you sit on PT and Silent Hills do you think he should go back to something like this he's not going to be able to do it with the you can't call it that because Konami owned the IP but could he just do a first person you know minimalist horror thing where they focus on again, uh, focus on the environment rerunning certain locations and building things up like that. I think that PT, as it stands, is possibly one of the best horror experiences that I've ever had the joy of playing. I worry that that as a concept was utterly brilliant, but could that be stretched out Mm. over 30 hours? Mm -hmm. Because the moment that you allow it to escape that sort of labyrinthian style of construct, Mm. you're really starting to push... Like what you can do with it. Yeah. I mean, like, 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 I'll tell you what, a great example is mm. the reason why everyone went mental for PT was because of the fact that it was so, so tightly scripted that yes. you were able to experience everything. Now, if you play a game like Dead Space, there were very mm. few times where I actually was in the right place at the right time looking exactly where the director wanted right, me to right. look. Like the um, exploding baby sequence, for right. example. I ran <laughs> past that on my first playthrough. I did and it only saw the it. in the body bag as well. Yeah, and, yeah so you miss, you miss those things. Away, yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, well, I I've missed a uh, thing that was meant to be orchestrated specifically to get mm-hmm. me invested into it. Whereas mm-hmm. PT was so clever in its use of when and where mm-hmm. that it was going to allow those. So it's like because it's happen. a corridor, it does it funnels you down a very specific viewpoint, mm-hmm. and then they can load it. I mean, the, the first time you see Lisa just standing in front of you, or the first time she grabs you from yeah. behind, like you're already in this kind of isolating space, and everything sort of doubles down in effectiveness because of that. And things like the fetus in the sink or whatever, oh, as well. disgusting like, as well. That yeah. one room to the side that, like you know, the door opens itself, and I always it's it's weird because I I think I refer to PT is like less is more like in, yeah in exactly a, in like different voiceovers and stuff that we've done but like it's the embodiment of that and I think mm. that that was something that because obviously Kojima sat down with Guillermo del Toro and figured out whatever the hell you know became PT um, and Guillermo is not in an active position at Kojima Productions like right, he's okay. um, he's like he's cameoing in um, in Death Stranding but mm-hmm. it's not his voice it's just his face okay. um, but that's the thing I would love Hideo to go back to, to del Toro and be like okay let's pick up where we left off mm-hmm. we don't need to even worry about Konami or whatever yeah. I have all this Sony money yeah so yeah just do that kind of thing but for me like you said PT was so effective because it was so driven in first person and horrifying I'd like him I'd like him to play into that oh I would love him to go down the VR route I feel like I feel like a VR super high quality production he'd do something really weird with VR but if I if this is the hardest thing in the world to ask someone as like (laughs) auteur and creative as him 
to be constrained. But mm. I really find that he works best when he's collaborating with other people who just go like, let's just let's just rain <laughs> it back down. Because when he's allowed to go fully overboard, it's an amazing spectacle. Mm. Like all, oh, of the, it's, it's all, of the, all of the Metal Gear games are fantastic examples of just being like so overblown mm. that they are grandiose and like it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But when you scale it back, that's when he really finds his like it's, stride. Yeah, one of the weirdest things with Kojima in, in Metal Gear is like Metal Gear Solid One, the PS One one, was given to this one person uh, translation team mm-hmm. over in America, mm-hmm. and that game script is so much tighter mm-hmm. and so much more. Like Metal Gear Solid One is my favorite one, and it's like yeah, you can tell because after that, apparently he didn't like the fact that this one person made a whole bunch of changes to the script and but, tightened but it. But it was for the better. For the better, yeah. and like you, you can tell that going forward, he was like, right, I'm having hands on. It's my script. I'm going to do everything. And that big swerve that we all experienced in Metal Gear Two, where it's like machines and vampires on water yeah. and whatever else um, and everything going forward with Metal Gear only got more crazy and got more Kojima um, because of like his him just being like no I'm going to do everything we got to uh, look at his past record of games as mm. well and see where we could try and predict him ending up with horror he ended uh, the PT demo mm-hmm. with Norman Reedus walking out and the uh, camera panning around and revealing that he was in Silent Hill or mm-hmm. a, a city that was similar to it. And, but it. But it was it was a, a big open city. Mm-hmm. He's shown that in Metal Gear Solid 5, 4, and uh, some of 3 mm-hmm. that he really likes the idea of having open spaces, mm-hmm. about having choice about how to approach things. Mm-hmm. I've, I've well. never seen a successful open world horror game and I can understand why he might want to do that Days Gone gets there I was, sometimes Days Gone is more of an action game with mm. horror elements Evil, oh, so yeah. Evil, Evil Within, within 2, two yeah. had good ideas but if, I, if he can somehow find a way to make an open world horror game mm-hmm. that doesn't revolve just around completely about survival <laughs> instincts and stuff or like, jump scares or jump scares, then he might well have a new genre that he is at the lead of. And a that, strand game. And honestly, I feel like that might be where he wants to go. Maybe. I think it's just like, here's, that's the thing. If you go back to Metal Gear 5, like the um, the influx of, I thought you call the team, that are like the spectral team that chase you multiple times, you mm-hmm. fight them in the Metallic Archaea mission, the it's big over the top. The Beauty and the Beast. Uh, no, not them. They're in 4, but either oh, way. Oh, sorry. Um, in 5, anyway, there's this uh, big sort of like spectral ghost team, okay. supernatural team that you fight multiple times. And like in that game, there's like bodies hanging in midair and this general sort of horror sense that he was playing with in Phantom Pain mm-hmm. that then went into what he was going to do with PT. Um, and you can look at like the concept trailer for PT that wasn't the playable one, um, but it's another like CG thing of him running through a corridor or characters running through a corridor and like the walls bleeding and maggots Ooh, coming out the floor okay. and whatever else. And it seems like he really wanted to play with like just discomfort and like yeah. general sort of visuals that are like macabre and freak people out. Um, and obviously all that stuff kind of got cancelled, but that's very much at the centre of Death Stranding's aesthetic. Like oil and oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. dead animals and beached things and ghosts in the sky and whatever. Like he's really up for this particular thing. And if he hasn't nailed it with Death Stranding, maybe he just needs to do an all-out horror. So we might get a, an abstract art house horror <laughs> game, open world. Yeah. Of course, I would take to, that. To, be four, to be fair, you can't pick four sort of more opposing forces, and I do think <laughs> that Kojima would be the one to bring them together. Yeah, I think if there's, if there's anything, it'll definitely be unique. And like, he's, he's the one saying his ideas are out there. So. <sighs> So, so maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the title. Maybe it's just called Out There. Maybe that, this is me putting my goggles on. This, because he would do something really stupid with VR, like sort of like birthing yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loves like crazy babies. You're, you're going to deliver yourself <laughs> while you're, <laughs> you're, you're viewing out at yourself you're trying just, to pull like, you out. out. Yeah, I think that's... I'm calling that right now. If, oh, he, does, if he does a game where you've got to birth yourself, I'm... <laughs> 
I'm calling it right now. Booth well, standing. Well, there we go. Booth standing. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're literally standing yeah. up. You go, you've got to live. Well, there we go. That has been our thoughts on the fact that Hideo Kojima might well be getting back into the horror game. And let us know what you think about that down in the comment section, as well as any ideas, as crazy as they are. Because you know what? He might read these comment sections and actually just be like, he'd be like, that's a good idea. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll think of that, but I'll, yeah. I'll nick that. That sounds yeah, great. Right, yeah. He's a huge fan of the channel, obviously. <laughs> as always, I've been Jules. You can go follow me at RetroJ with a zero over on Twitter and you can follow Scott at at slash LP89. Thank you so much for joining us today and we hope that you enjoyed this and have a fantastic day going forward whatever you are getting up to. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. 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 softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.